Sometimes people think that grace or favor is a New Testament concept, but it's not. This ultimate goal was for us to be sharing that grace with those around us. Many of you may be asking yourself, is it grace for everyone? Yes, it is. Can you hear me now? Right. My name is Shedrick Mteto, the Archbishop of PGI Invigorated Church. Today's discussion is about grace in a graceless world. One of the amazing things about the grace of God is that it was never intended by God to be a river flowing to us. But what God intended, he intended it to be a river flowing through us. You see, we tend to think of grace as something that comes to us. But we never stop to think that God never intended to stop there. What he intended, his ultimate goal, was for us to be sharing that grace with those around us. We live in a world that longs for grace. However, we rarely see it. After being saved by God's grace, we should be overwhelmed by realization that there is nothing we can do to earn or deserve grace. He expects us to use that as a motivation to serve him with all of our abilities. We come to that point where we realize, wow, I've grown. I am just not saved to sit. I'm saved to serve. My question to you today is, are you giving grace in a graceless world? In the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not only your, your own self, but as a gift of God, not only as a result of your work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before the foundation of the earth and that we should walk in them. What is grace? Grace is unmerited favor, described as getting what you don't deserve. The word grace in biblical phrasing can be described as forgiveness, repentance, regeneration, or salvation meaning something as broad as describing the whole of God's action towards men. Grace derives from Greek charis. In secular Greek, charis was related to chario, which means to rejoice, which symbolizes sweetness or attractiveness. Charis comes to signify favor, goodwill, and loving kindness especially as granted by superior to an inferior. Our first encounter of grace is found in Genesis 6. This chapter highlights that the Lord was grieved at how great man's wickedness on earth had become. 
This statement about the Lord's anger towards men is followed by his promise that he will wipe all mankind from the face of the earth. Because of his anger and at their condition. However, in Genesis 6 verse 8, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. He is then described as having found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The question is, how did Noah find favor in God? The answer is simple. Noah was a righteous man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God in Genesis 6 verse 9. How do we then receive grace? Sometimes people think that grace or favor is a New Testament concept, but it's not. Every time God acts towards us in a way we do not deserve, that is grace. Every action of God's in the Bible of positive nature towards men is an expression of his grace. What did Noah do to deserve such an observance? In Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, tells us he was a righteous or a just man. And that was, he walked with God. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, Jesus said, The righteous shall live by his faith. God gave his mercy to Noah because Noah was trying to serve God. Does this mean Noah and God's favor? No. Noah still, like all men, a sinner. But because he had a heart that longed to serve God, God extended his grace and provided salvation to Noah and his family when he wiped out sin from the world. Many of you may be asking yourself, is it grace for everyone? Yes, it is. And this is why in Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 12 says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodly and worldly passions and to live self-control, upright and godly lives in this present age. Which means... Grace is potentially available to all who care to access it. God offered grace to Noah by faith. He obeyed the Lord and so he was blessed. While God extends grace, human beings must be willing to receive the favor. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, the word says, as God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. Ella would describe grace as unmerited favor and this because grace may be conditional to access. However, it can't be end. What this means is no one can end pardoned by works of human excellence. In Luke chapter 17 verse 10 says, Even if one were able to perform everything God commands, he still must regard himself as an unprofitable servant. 
then no one can boast about their salvation through their works. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of your own selves, but as a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. The main question then therefore lies in how do I access grace? We say that God's grace is accessible, however, how? God's grace is accessed initially at the point of gospel obedience. It is shocking that so many sincere people are unaware of the fact that grace and obedience are not enemies. Paul affirms that grace is accessed by faith in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 2. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. The state of grace must be embraced continuously. Otherwise, one will fall from divine favor. And his initial reception, heaven's grace will have been in vain. Acts 13 verse 43 urges us to continue in the grace of God. Yet we live in such a graceless world today. Gracelessness abounds in business, politics, athletics, even in our churches. Everyone is looking out for himself. However, the Bible commands us, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You find that in Philippians 4, chapter 4 verse 2. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, the word says, Therefore, as the elect of God's holy and beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Are you giving grace in a graceless world? My question to you is, are you giving grace in a graceless world? If you think I'm asking is your neighbor giving grace in the grace of the world? You've missed the point. Is your wife giving grace? Or is your husband giving grace? Or your children? It's, are you giving grace in a graceless world? There is a quote by C.S. Lewis that says, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. And that's exactly what giving grace in a gracious world means. Are we grace? Is your church grace? It's said that even us as church, we're graceless, which is demonstrated even in the Bible under Luke chapter 10. This is a parable of a good Samaritan who both the priest and the Levite passed by the badly beaten man. 
They crossed to the other side of the road to avoid interaction with the injured man. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn and took care of him. Luke chapter 10, verse 33. As the church, this is a lesson of what kind of individual we shouldn't be within the church. We need to be a good Samaritan to those around us, in and outside the church. May we be the start of grace in our world. Grace is usually encountered from the most unlikely places, so find it and be that unlikely place for many people. In the Bible, Samaritans hated Jews. However, in the parables, it's the Samaritan that's helped the injured Jew. For grace has no boundaries. For grace is unmerited favor and operates in undeserved love. Our greatest display of this grace is Jesus on the cross. He went to the extreme degree of rescue you and give you a life of meaning. We call grace amazing because when we experience it, it changes everything. In conclusion, if the search for grace in this world leads down to many parts, may it lead you to Jesus, for he is the source. As the sole provider of grace for the soul, he has determined lavish grace on you, just as you are. He sees your need for grace and he has it in abundance. So access it so you can be the grace to this world. I hope you've enjoyed the discussion today. May it also lead to the source, which is Jesus Christ. Have a wonderful and a blessed Sunday. Thank you.